Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Brie. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is unrequited love. Requited? Unrequited. <laughs> unrequited love. Oh, sure. Why'd you say requited? I don't know. Yeah, that really came unrequited out. Unrequited love. Yeah, unrequited love. Ew, I don't like that word. Really? I've always really liked it. Okay. You know why I connect to it? Because when I was in lit class in like grade 11, mm-hmm. um... We did a whole chapter on unrequited love in poetry and uh, plays and how it's such a huge topic. And I think I really enjoyed that chapter because everyone I liked at that point in my life never liked me back. And so I just felt like I related to this feeling of feeling so strongly and not understanding why the other person would understand why we are meant to be. Okay, sure. So, um... (laughs) Unrequited love. Requited. Requ- I said requited. <laughs> requited. Requited. Okay, that's better. So that means that there's requited. Requited love, I and guess. And that's yeah. requited. So that, does that mean quited is just something? Requited. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm not, I, don't, I don't study root words. Yeah, I haven't been in lit class in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on that like spelling bee where they're like, what's the Latin root? Yeah, can you use it in a sentence? Yeah. I'm like, requainted. They're like, nope, <laughs> no. you could not use it in a sentence. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so a listener of ours wrote into our Instagram. You can follow us over there at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brian Williamson. They wrote into our Instagram and they've been asking for this topic for a couple weeks and we had it on the docket. We knew we were going to get to it. As always, we do read all the messages and comments. Sometimes it takes a, us a minute to get to it, but um, we thought this was a great topic idea because we've talked about a lot of different experiences and dating and um, all that on this podcast, but I don't think we specifically talked about the feeling of loving someone or liking someone or being infatuated with someone and them not feeling the same way back and how that is in a lot of ways I think more common in the queer experience yeah and how I think uh in a lot of ways it's also uh very true of this podcast (laughs) because you love me so much so much you have so much love in your heart for me and I don't feel it (laughs) okay says the person who's dating boy me it's true as we discussed in our last episode. Throw back to last week. Um, yeah, I think, un- I fucking hate this word. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is such an issue for a lot of people. Yeah. And then throw in just a dazzle, a little mm. sparkle, a little glitter of being yeah. queer into the mix too. Oh, it's just the chef's kiss, yeah. perfect concoction <laughs> of shitty and confusing. <laughs> totally. I think, okay, so... For people that don't know or hate that word too, basically what we're talking about is when you like someone, they don't like you back. Yeah. But I think unrequited love, because it's speaking of love, goes deeper than that. It's not a matter of like, oh, you match someone in an app, they don't match with you back. Oh, you know, I tried to ask this person out, they weren't interested or weren't looking for something right now. It's deeper. It's that feeling of connection where you feel like, how are they not getting that we would be so great together. Yeah. Because, like, I'm seeing it, and all the stars are aligning for me. So, like, it's almost, it's, like, deeply unsettling when you experience unrequited love. Because you're like, how is it that I am this infatuated with this person? And they in no way see it back. Yeah. And it, it I think, comes up more for queer individuals for a few reasons. I think, one, 
is that we've talked about on this podcast before that a lot of times when you're younger and you first come out, the first LGBTQ plus person you meet that kind of aligns with your sexuality, you think that they should be the one. Because marriage of, potential. Marriage forever and always. Yeah. And I think that's very common because we've talked about when you first come out, whether it's that other people around you aren't out or whether it's just that you live in a really small town or whatever it may be, a lot of times it can feel like that one queer person you know is the only it's the queer only person. shot at salvation. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, I'm out now. There's another gay person. We we're both are in single. Love. We're in love and we're together forever. And so when that doesn't fall into place or when it does for a while and then it splits up, you're like, well, that's not the way the story is supposed to go. Because yeah. here we are in our town. We are the two gays. So we need to be in love. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Why is this confusing for you? Yeah. <laughs> One of us has it figured out. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to catch up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's so fun being queer sometimes because especially with this topic who shall not be named because I can't say it properly um, which is a first usually it's you that can't speak yeah I know no this is like actually startling for me yeah the tables have turned Um, there's some fun avenues that I have personally experienced Mm -hmm. and that I have seen friends experience um, being a queer individual and having this love that isn't reciprocated yeah See, mm. slid around that one. Yeah, yeah, got that word down. Reciprocated love. Yeah, unreciprocated Un- love. De-reciprocated <laughs> love. Um, one of them, which is really fun and spicy, which I haven't personally experienced, but I have seen it a lot. Yeah, is um having two queer people that are friends, right? And that friendship mm. progresses for one of the party members yeah. uh, to more. Uh, maybe a crush of sorts, you know, having an idea like, hey, if this person could um, mm-hmm. get it out of their fucking mind that I'm just their, their friend, friend. Yeah. Um, we could really be something special. Yes. I've seen this one a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen that <laughs> um, too. That one person just sees you, uh, sees you as a forever friend zone and the yeah. other one's like, I'm in love if you could just use your big stupid brain to see that. We could be so powerful. Yeah. Um, and then another favorite of mine, mm-hmm. another chef's kiss, um, <laughs> is falling no. for, here it comes. Don't say it. A straight, a hat, a hat, hat. I'm in love with the hat, hat. (laughs) Yeah, that could be one of our singles on our on our TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) That's um the intro to our diss tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah, and that one's that one's a spicy one. Yeah. So I think that's like there we go. We've covered kind of three reasons that while this can be the case for everyone, I think it's heightened for queer individuals. Agreed. You know, the the lack of potentials of people to date that is maybe increased when you first come out or when yeah. you're younger. The idea of a lot of, the majority of people not aligning with your sexuality, meaning you fall for a straight person because most people maybe don't feel the same way you do or don't identify the same way you do. Um, and also, what was the third one that we said? Uh, they do align, but oh. um, you're not their fucking type. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're their friend. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the friend thing because I really do think that's interesting um, because we've talked about before how, unfortunately... Society, and I think it is getting better, but 
society kind of puts this pressure on that, like, girls are only friends with girls and guys are only friends with guys. And it's kind of the more rare cases that that switches. Yeah. Like, I know for me, I've talked about before, when growing up and being best friends with a lot of guys, um, a lot of people's perceptions was that I actually had crushes on these guys or wanted to be with these guys or I wanted to look cool to these guys. Right. So that's why I always wanted to hang out with them. Because people... You're like, no, I just want to fuck the same people. Yeah. They do. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But people couldn't get past it in their heads of like a girl just hanging out with a guy solo or like a lot of these guys would like stay over at my house. My parents were totally chill because they knew I was platonic friends with these guys and been friends with them since elementary school. But a lot of people just couldn't mentally process that. Or even I remember once I started actually dating people, um, one of which was a guy, a lot of people being really confused because I would still hang out one-on-one with those guy friends of mine and they'd be like, oh, doesn't he care? Like, doesn't he find that inappropriate? And I'm like, why? That's my friend. It's just like me hanging out with one of my friends. It's a girl. Yeah. Little did they know. It's quite a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my point is, I think that when you are a queer person, all of a sudden, all those boundaries that were kind of leading you through life and almost protecting you from getting in scenarios of like the falling in love with your best friend thing come down because all of the sudden you are already going against the social norms because you're for a lot of heterosexual people, your best friend is almost like it's a, there'd never be a possibility to be in love with your best friend because both of you are the same gender and you, or so you think, and that means that you can in no way like each other. Yeah. So it's platonic from the start. There's no questioning about it. And then all of a sudden, that goes out the window, and all those social norms go out the window, and it's really easy to start blurring the lines of, okay, well, here we are. We're best friends. We love being around each other. We like doing a lot of the same things. We make each other laugh. The only thing that's stopping this from being romantic is maybe, you know, whether it be, you know, hooking up or just taking it to that level of expressing that it's romantic to each other. So that gap starts to feel a lot less. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times, like you said, that leads to people feeling like it's unrequited because one person is going... Let me lay out the 800 reasons why we're perfect for each other. Like, what the fuck? We literally spend every day together and we cook together and we watch movies we're finger together. Bang. And we, and we finger each other <laughs> yeah. all the time. What is going on? What? Can you see it? Why aren't we in love? Yeah. No. But like, seriously. And then the other person's like, because we're best friends and I see you as a best friend. Yeah. And both are so valid in this in their feelings, right? Because you can't stop feeling something from for somebody. Yeah. But I just think in a queer experience, that's so much more likely. And then you add on the fact that maybe that person is the first other queer single person that you've met. And you're spending a lot of time around them. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. What a, what a nightmare. Do I like them because I like them? Or do I like them because they're here? Yeah. You know? And because it's the first other queer person I've connected to. Yeah. Right? And I don't know. Like, I think that that is sometimes a... Like, for this entire episode, I think we're going to get a lot of questions out of it of people saying, okay, well, how do you know the difference? And I think what you just said is the difference. Sit back and ask yourself, am I, you know, lusting over or feeling like I'm in love with this person because I feel like it would make a convenient fit for a relationship, i.e. Convenience. Convenience. That's the is it convenient <laughs> yeah. or 
if there were if I knew 800 single queer women would this still be the person that stood out to me? Am I always around them because I enjoy their company and mm. everything about them? Or is it because they're the only other queer person within like 500 kilometers? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know? Very yeah. bad. <laughs> no, 100%. And I think sometimes that's really hard to blur through. I've gone the opposite way. Like I've had now looking back relationships with best friends that now I know were best friend relationships. Yes. And I think we both know that now. But at the time, it was like the convenience aspect. It's like, okay, well, we both, like one that I can think of was very early on in my life and the literal conversation before we first like kissed the first time was like, oh my God, you like girls too? And then it was like, Okay, well now we're well, doing this. I'm a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like Do it's I have cute a treat think, for you. <laughs> yeah. It's cute to think of like looking back, but it wasn't like a oh you're into me too. Yeah, there wasn't a huge checklist to get through. There wasn't like a oh my god, we're into each other. It was like oh my god, we're both into girls. Okay, well then we should make out. You'll do. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Found one that's not going to like hate me for this or not be my friend for this, yeah. right? So I think that's like very common. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. And then, okay, so I want to ask you, going on with that, have you ever kind of, like, started to question or blur the lines of, like, a friendship that you've had? Um, there have been a few times that, um, I've either, like, made out with one of my friends or something okay. and I'm like wait a second is this and then I'm like uh, no you fucking idiot <laughs> I'm like first of all you're like six tequila shots deep <laughs> and that's not even counting the vodka soda so like maybe now is not the time to think about this yes 100%. Uh, maybe let's take a few steps back yeah. and tackle this in the morning <laughs> Um, but I have had friendships that I'm like well maybe you know there is more to it mm-hmm. but um then I had to go back in my mind and say, if I'm reevaluating this, yeah. if I if I have to evaluate it and it wasn't an initial pull mm-hmm. or uh, I didn't feel anything from their side, yeah. it's probably still a no. <laughs> you know? Totally. What about you? Um, I have had... Is it me? Yeah. <laughs> it's you. I've had... Um... I've had a couple times in my life where I've kind of thought to myself, in a different lifetime. Yeah. Like, it's not even enough of an attraction or a thought where <laughs> I'm like, sorry, this is right. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a serious ponder. It's kind of like a, if I didn't meet you under the circumstance I met you under, and if I didn't already know you in this place and in this platonic kind of like positioning that we have both positioned each other's in for however long. Yeah. Um... Yeah, maybe if I just met you like on a blind date, I would I would think differently. Okay. You know, but I, but I don't know, and you'll never know. I think sometimes it's hard once you have someone in a certain compartment in your life to see that any differently. And I think a big part of that also comes from the fact that I like to surround myself with people that I find to be like 
awesome people. Yeah. Right? Like, a lot of my friends are people, are friends because I think they're really awesome. Yeah. So even though the, like, physical connection might not be there. See, it's the opposite for me. Horrible people, but all hot. You know? (laughs) So the physical part's there, but the personalities are just really bum personalities. Yeah, absolutely. You just focus on the physical attraction first when it comes to friendships. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're so hot, but there is nothing else there, (laughs) thankfully. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think that, I think much more when I was younger. Yeah. I I do, I will say that. Like now, like I can't think of any of my friends, I would never think that way about them. Um, But when I was younger and I was kind of like just new to the gay scene and I had a lot of like new, new fast friends, you know, it was kind of like you would join this group of eight people yeah. or whatever the hell you just got tossed into because you met one person on some app or on Tumblr and ended up at this pre-drink to go to this gay bar and it's all of a sudden like, these are your new eight friends. And you'd go for like, you know, eight weekends in a row with these eight friends. And it was kind of like, who was the first person you made out with that first night? Now that's that person that you hook up with. Right. And... The other people, it would be kind of like, well, maybe if I talk to you first. We would have also made out. But now <laughs> we're talking as the bros because both of us are hooking up with the other people in the group. Right. There's much more in that stage where you're kind of trying to figure each other out. And I think that's where a lot of times queer people get the kind of this bad rep which in some ways is valid that the groups always like hook up with each other. Yeah. Because I think. But I'm also like, we can. <laughs> we, we can. So I'm sensing true. some jealousy in your voice. <laughs> Absolutely. But I also think it comes from a place of like, I think a lot of like queer relationships are, or sorry, friend groups are new fast friends. Yeah. Right. I think it's very rare for um, qu- queer groups of individuals to have, known each other forever just because the odds that all your best friends since elementary school all end up also being queer is unlikely so most queer people at a certain age while they still maybe maintain a lot of their long-term friendships from childhood or high school they create this new group later in life to feel connected to uh, their identity and being around people who can relate to them so you don't have this like long friendship built where those like those relationships are established in certain boxes. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're tossed into this group and it's like, okay, I'm this person's like, whatever the fuck I am, not girlfriend, but I'm kind of dating, hooking up with them. And I'm bros with this person because we're the bros in the group. And then all of a sudden a week later, you're like, okay, but maybe I wanted to make out with this person. So then you do. And then the other person that you were making out with makes out with the other person. Yeah. They're like, thank God. Parent trap. (laughs) This looks chaotic and crazy, which it kind of (laughs) is, but it also is because no one really has too much weight to any of the relationships yet, and you're all just trying to kind of figure it out. Yeah, I also think there are so many variables and forks in the road that could lead to love that is not reciprocated. Yeah. (laughs) I almost fucked up that one, too. Um, (laughs) Because I know this is a huge oversimplification of Mm -hmm. how straight people work, but I'm going to say it anyways. (laughs) So here we go. Watch out. Here we go. I'm about to blame the straights. (laughs) (laughs) Every time Sean talks about straight people, I need the listeners to know this. We get some sort of DM full of anger that don't understand that he is in some ways joking. Oh, this is, this wasn't an, this isn't a negative. This is just an oversimplification of how straight relationships work. Okay. Speaking to, um... The kind of societal understanding yes. that um, this is also uh, speaking to 
specific genders, which mm-hmm. is also gross. But anyways, yeah. Uh, speaking to the societal understanding mm-hmm. that uh, men and women cannot be friends. Yes. For the most part, if there are two people mm-hmm. of uh, opposite gender that do happen to talk, yeah. uh, that can progress in a way to a relationship because it's like, well, if you're talking to me, mm-hmm. you are interested in me. Yes. You know? There's no, like, oh, well, like, obviously you can be friends, but mm-hmm. I think the a big understanding is if we're talking, there is an interest on both sides. Yes. Other than friendship. Right. So it's a little bit easier to understand, you know? If we're totally. talking at if we're talking at um the bar, yeah. we probably want to fuck. Yeah. Whereas as a queer person, it's mm. like, well, um, are we talking because we're friends? Yeah. Uh the the beauty of the queer community is that there are so many different ways of mm-hmm. identifying, but it's are we talking as friends or are we talking as mm-hmm. people who want to date or have sex? Mm-hmm. Does that person's sexual uh, identity align with mine? Totally. Then am I their type? Yeah. Then, you know, it's like there are so, so many, many different yeah. avenues that it can veer off to mm-hmm. that one person can catch feelings and the other person's like already down the block. Totally. <laughs> so I think, you know, we have uh, the cards stacked against us mm-hmm. in terms of love that you're not getting back. <laughs> I agree with that. I think I've speaking to and also fuck straight people. <laughs> <laughs> you just needed to make sure yeah. you got that Want anger those in the DMs. <laughs> those straights coming yeah. to the DMs. I picture them like the little mushrooms on Mario. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're like into the DMs. Sean and Bree, we are actually not mushroom people. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now that the mushroom people picked <laughs> off. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I've had that happen to me at um, gay bars quite a bit, actually, when it comes so much so that I have now found myself either outwardly talking to gay men more, if I'm in a bar that is more predominantly gay men, like The yeah. Junction or whatever, if you're local to Vancouver, um, or if I'm at like a queer woman event talking to people that I know have significant others that know I have a significant other. Right. Which is frustrating and a shame because... Because you just know that if you talk to anybody else, they might try to fuck you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you're just so hot and likable that people are going to think you're dating right away. So I got to avoid that. <laughs> okay, well, now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> no. Well... But, like, no, I've caught myself because, seriously, I am the type of person... That I'm very outgoing. Yeah. And I like to talk to people. So I'll be at the bar and I'll be like ordering a drink and the person beside me will say hello and I say hello back. And they're like, wow, she is bold, which means she's flirting. She is into it. (laughs) And I'll just have a conversation. Oh, you know, like, who'd you come here with? Oh, you having fun? Like, whatever. Like, anything. I like to talk to people. Yeah. But, and in the same way that if I was at a... Uh, predominantly heterosexual bar. So I guess you could just call it a, a bar bar. Yeah, yeah, regular um, bar. <laughs> yeah, OG regu- bar. OG yeah. bar. <laughs> and I was waiting for a drink and a girl came up beside me. I would say there's a fairly good chance um, that if I started chatting with her, she would know that we're just chatting as friends because yeah. we're both waiting for a drink. She would probably assume I'm heterosexual. I would probably well, assume, well, yeah, that's questionable, <laughs> but I would probably assume she's heterosexual whether I was right in that or not. Um, and we would go on our merry way because the understanding in those sorts of spaces is that unless expressed otherwise, people of the same gender are probably not into each other. Yeah. 
Unless express otherwise. And like, you're like, boy, do I have a surprise for you. Yeah. <laughs> Major twist. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the in the gay bar space, if I'm talking to a girl at, a, at the bar, she's probably going to think I'm interested. Yeah. In some capacity. Especially since if you're a woman loving woman and you've been to queer events, you know they don't really talk to other people. You go in your little clique, your little circle. Right. So it's pretty rare that someone will talk to you outside of their clique. And if they do, they're probably interested. So I made that mistake a few times. And then the person would be like, oh, what the hell? You have a girlfriend when they'd come over afterwards and like bring me a drink or something? I'm like, yeah, did I ever say I didn't? Like, I'm confused. Yeah. And I think it's just because of that blur of the lines of like, you're in a space, like a bar, you're not on a dating app where you're outwardly expressing that you're single and potentially looking. You, I'm not going to like, if someone says hi to me at a bar, I'm not going to be like, whoa, I have a girlfriend. Do not speak Do, words uh, to me. Can't you see? <laughs> I have a uh, purity <laughs> ring here. <laughs> purity <laughs> We're waiting for marriage. so don't. <laughs> Actually, I'm in a relationship, so I prefer no other human beings talk to me yeah, ever. Yeah, no other human contact. Don't I'm even not allowed. Look at me. See, I get the kind of same thing that I'll go to like a queer space and I'm at mm-hmm. the bar talking to like a lesbian right. and I'm like, wow, we're best friends. And then I'm like, oh, I think they want to fuck me because I look like a lesbian. <laughs> 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 you oh. know? Yeah, so it gets kind of confusing too. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the, the biggest, okay. funnest, yes. most fun. Yeah. Um, the the love with the head hats. Yeah. Tell me, have you ever had love for a straight person that wasn't given back? Yeah. Like, okay. I think I'm okay, let me explain. I can wait. Can you explain? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Cause I can. <laughs> It's so late that I literally didn't even get that for a second. I was like, well, yes, it's I, our I, podcast. I do believe that I, I can explain this. I will try to explain this on this podcast. That's yeah. Um, That's what the name should have been. I, I will try to explain this on the podcast. I'll fail, but yeah. I will try. Yeah. Um, I have had numerous situations in my life where I have hooked up physically with quote-unquote straight women. Yeah. Who, that's how they identify. That's how they still identify. Yeah. Um, that I know of. And I have gotten feels. Because at that time in my life, I did not have a queer group or a queer circle. Technically, you gave them feels, too. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did I ever? <laughs> no. And I feel like it was because I, at this point, and this is so... Ignorant, maybe, to say? Yeah, no, that's probably right. Yeah. (laughs) But I genuinely, and this is going to sound so dumb, because I live in Vancouver, and I mean, anywhere has gay people, has queer people. Please (laughs) comes. This is about how those queer people make you feel, you know? Um, No, but meaning I live in a city that's very uh, openly out, more so than a lot of cities. Yeah. I genuinely, this is how much my circle was not openly out or queer or, like, that I knew of anyone was gay. I felt like I was the only gay woman in Vancouver. Right. Like, I, and this was even, like, into, like, my, you know, I was, like, 17, 18. And, yes, I was at bars. I had a fake ID. Like, 
Come, come at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm of age now, yeah. so you can't get me now. You got my go. I'm past the seven years of like that you can send me to jail. Isn't it seven years? I don't know. When you can get people on things. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, so like what I'm saying is that it's not like I was like 12. It's not like I was like 14. I was like other gay people don't exist. I genuinely was like I'm the one. Right. So. Because that's how it felt, right? And I think a lot of people relate to that. Like, when you grow up in a circle, and I was, like, friends with all the people that I went to high school with, and then we started going to bars, and we, I would go out with the same people all the time. I'd never really meet new people. I wasn't working at jobs that I was meeting other young new people, um, anything like that. I really felt like I'm, like, I'm the fucking one. Yeah. I am the gay girl of Vancouver, potentially Canada at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm North in. America, yeah, honestly. For, for Let's sure. Let's go big. <laughs> and other queer identifying women that I knew of, I knew on like Tumblr and stuff. And as much as I do think those connections and relationships were very valuable to me, and I obviously now have changed my mindset on knowing that they are real people. I think that it was such like a fantasy world to me at that point because I was like, I don't have the money to fucking travel. It didn't seem real. It felt so separated from my life and my like quote unquote real relationships in person yeah. relationships that it was like almost like in a weird way playing like a fucking video game or something. I'd go online, I'd talk to these people that I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm never gonna meet, I'm never gonna actually know. And then I'd go back to my life where I was like, I'm the fucking only gay one. Yeah. So I would go out to these bars and or to parties or whatever. And I would like make out with or in quite a few cases actually go home with um, someone who identified as heterosexual. And we'd, you know, do whatever. And the next day it would be the whole like, just so you know, I'm not gay. And like, don't tell anyone this happens. Yeah. And that's a fun. classic, a classic yeah. line, really. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. Like, I was never wanting to tell anyone it happened. Like, I don't I would never want to be that person. All these people I've slept with, I've still never told anyone, even friends, who they are, because like, that's not in, not my place to do. Um, but I would be lying if I said that my little gay heart wouldn't have a hope every time it did happen that I would go home with this person and I'd be like, oh, my God. They just haven't come out yet. Right. Because and that's I just how blew their I mind. was. That's how I was for so many years. For so many years, I would make out with girls at parties or whatever it is. And I would never tell them I was gay because I wasn't ready to come out. Yeah. And so in their mind, it was just two heterosexual girls hooking up. So every time this happened with one of these straight women, I would be like, oh my God, like, this is it. They're going to hook up with me. They're going to feel safe to tell me. And I don't care if they don't want to tell anyone else. I'm just going to know somebody else who's a gay woman and we can date and get married next week. This on is the perfect. <laughs> like on the deal. I don't care. Yeah. Secret life. Move to Miami. Whatever. Let's go. So do you have any people in your life that you've had uh, unrequited love for that you didn't just have like a one night stand with? Like, there weren't anybody, like, growing up that you had a crush on or thought that they were your person, but they just uh, didn't uh, follow the same path as you? This is going to sound really weird. The people that I can remember feeling the most upset about them not liking me back... Yeah. ...were not because I liked them, but because they were guys, and I was like, this will cover it up for me. Oh, okay. And I know that now. But I remember, like, specifically this one guy 
It was after my first boyfriend. And I was like, kind of dating, not really dating, just whatever this guy. And I had just broken up with my long-term boyfriend. And I was like, basically in my mind, which I didn't really admit to myself, in so many words, I was like, okay, well, I need to find the next one. Like, I need to cover this up. Like, shit's about to really... Hit the fan if I've got to, like, face reality now. It's like I had had my beard for years, and then my beard disappeared, and I was like, I need need a new beard. Yeah. And this person I kept, like, hanging out with and, you know, making out with, whatever, and they didn't want to date me. And I was, like, rattles. Like, I would cry about it. And I remember being, like, to my friends, like, and to my, my sister and stuff, why won't this guy just date me? Yeah. Like, so frustrated. And I'm like, what? And my sister would say things to me like, why do you care? You've known this guy for, like, two weeks. He's, like, an asshole. And you don't even know anything about him and everything like that. And I couldn't really explain why I so badly wanted this person to date me, even to myself. But I was just like, now I know I really wanted it to fill that gap. And it goes back to the convenience thing. Yeah. Like, I genuinely, at that time thought that I was really concerned about this person not wanting to date me. But now, looking back, I'm like, I just really wanted that to work. Right. I didn't want to have to look farther. So your answer is no. Um, well, it depends how you look at it. Uh, okay. It depends how you look at it. Like, what do you mean? Still in my life? Like, friends? You didn't have, like, I'm thinking so specifically of this one straight guy that I knew for quite a while. We're like, we were like pretty good friends. And... I was like, if you just realize that we could oh, get married, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it would be perfect. Yeah. There's a slight hiccup that you don't like me that way. Right. But I know you like me as like a friend yes. and think I'm really funny okay. and we like spend Got a it. lot of time together, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's just one minor thing. I think we can maybe work <laughs> through it. But <laughs> the one minor Very thing is that you have tiny. zero attraction to me. <laughs> Or anybody of my kind. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I honestly remember, I can picture it so clearly. I was like, this could be my person. Right. There is, once again, a slight hiccup. but Very slight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and it was so frustrating. I was like, can't you just understand that it's just so easy for you? You just want them to wake up and be like... Oh, I never really pieced it together, but, but Sean's my perfect person. Yeah, I was waiting. Yeah. I was waiting, mm-hmm. and then it never happened. So. That happened to me with a couple of... Oh, that happened to me with a couple. No, like, <laughs> yeah, with a couple, end of there. With a couple of the girls that I slept with that were straight. Right. Because they weren't just, like, one-night stands. Yeah. Meaning, they were one-night stands physically, but mentally I had known them for a while. Or, like, I continued to know them really well afterwards. And it was both totally separate um, times in my life. But we hooked up, and I really thought that was going to be, like, the tipping point. Like, yeah. like you talk, like, the wake-up call. Like, they were going to be like, oh, well, I love Bree. She's so funny. She's so wonderful. Like, blah, and blah, now blah. she's fuckable, too. And now we <laughs> fucked. And it was, in my mind and in their mind, hopefully great. And, like, the pieces have aligned. And now here we are. And then when it would wait, we'd wake up the next day or, you know, a week later we'd talk. And they were just, like, acting like nothing happened. I would be brokenhearted. Yeah. And I remember one time specifically specifically with this one girl. We had been friends for a long time and then we hooked up and then I didn't see her for like 
three weeks, which in those days was a long ass time because you're just seeing your best friends and going out with your friends all the time, right? Yeah. That was and fun. That was good times, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw her, and I remember, this is so sad to think about. This is sad. Yeah. Because isn't it weird to look back in times, and you're like, I was so vulnerable there. And, like, my poor little gay heart. Me, like, about myself last week. <laughs> <laughs> I remember picking out my outfit and, like, really caring. Like, I was, like, in grade four again. Oh. But, like, I wasn't. I was, like, fucking 19 yeah. or whatever. And I remember, like... Being and I'm not. If you know me in real life, you know I'm not like a fashion person. Like I don't care. I'm like what's clean or yeah. sort of clean. Yeah. <laughs> but I like spent days. I I went to Park Royal. I got like a new shirt. Had I was shoe like, dazzles. I'm yeah, sure. I knew she was gonna be there. <laughs> I was like so excited about it, and I really thought I was like well, we're going to hook up again and then it's gonna turn into like us dating and yeah. like the whole thing. And, of course, we had not communicated at all in between because I was too chicken shit to do that. So I was like, this will be perfect. We'll both drink tequila again, and then we'll actually communicate and tell each other we're in love. As it happens. As it does. Perfectly, (laughs) right? And instead, of course, what happened is I go to this party, and she acts like nothing happened. If anything, she acts even more disinterested in me, even as a friend, because she's probably trying to steer clear of me. Yeah. And then is giving, like, all her attention to this dude that a month later she ended up dating. And I'm pretty sure they're still together. Oh. Poor thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I just remember being, like, I cried in the bathroom. Yeah. I, like, remember being, like physically ill about it because I thought like this is my person I'm like there's another gay and we're gonna get married she's and like Bree stop singing at this party <laughs> everyone can hear you they cut off the karaoke yeah. machine and that was that <laughs> that was that no and I just like it's it's weird being where I'm at now because I think like as a queer person you kind of like black out some of those moments do you they're, ever like, so vulnerable and like somewhat embarrassing that you like put so much weight on that but I did like it sounds stupid to say but I was genuinely like this is my person yeah like this is it like I'm gonna be okay I found a person and then it wasn't and I literally was like so fucking choked and mortified even though why would I be embarrassed yeah I didn't do anything like what would I be embarrassed about so do you have any closing thoughts on how you uh yeah fuck that bitch you, <laughs> you dealt with love that was not given back to you <laughs> Oh, God. Honestly, not really. I think I'm terrible for advice with this kind of stuff. I think the way that I deal with it is I just kind of, like, have to just let myself feel what I'm going to feel and get through it and know that eventually you will get through it. I think once you have a few under your belt, or even one under your belt, (laughs) you realize that, like... I thought I was never going to get over that, and I did. So now I can get over this and this and this. Yeah. And it kind of, like, it becomes easier. Not because the heartbreak's easier, but because you know you're strong enough to get through it. Yeah, and I also think that, like, the first time that there was somebody who was interested in Mm -hmm. me back uh, that was also queer, I was like, whoa! Yeah. This is fun! Yeah, that's so true. Doesn't it feel nice? (laughs) Oh, I remember that too. That was the best feeling. Yeah. And then that will happen, right? And you get to have that moment when you're like, wait, what? Like, you like me back and you want to, like, text me all the time? You want to hang out all the time? I'm not a secret? No. You don't need to, like, like, kick me out in the morning? Yeah. (laughs) So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I will say my first person, we were a secret. 
but they liked me back. So that's right. good enough yes, for yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. We were not out. That's but true. We did the like each other back. The secret part is still debatable. <laughs> still debatable. Yeah, that's still a on the table. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that said, thank you so much for listening. Wherever you are listening, make sure you subscribe or click that follow button. Leave us a review, five stars only. We need it in 2020. Please, please, please. Also, you can find us on TikTok and on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. You can also click the link in our bio over on Instagram for merch, uh, Patreon, all sorts of other fun stuff. We want to thank our patron Aiden for the support. Thank you so, so much for being so generous. And thank you to all of our other patrons for supporting this podcast. We re- work really hard to bring you, um, you know, a free episode every single week. So if you got a buck to throw at us, we would really appreciate it. We got a buck to catch. We, got, <laughs> we will be catching yeah. those bucks. Um, until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the neighborhood. neighborhood. It's hot in this closet. It is. <laughs> <laughs>